1: Hey, this is Jordy Collada from the Jordy Colada Show. Our podcast daily is brought to you by RMB Builders. Give Reb Bourgeois a call today. He is a custom home builder offering both new construction and can remodel in the Baton Rouge area and surrounding areas. They are licensed for commercial and residential construction. They can also handle your office renovation or building maintenance. They're online at rmb-builders.com. They're on Instagram and Facebook at RMB Builders, LLC. Rhett Bourgeois and RMB Builders bringing you the Jordy Colada podcast. Hi, right, welcome in to a Tuesday edition of the Jordy Colada show, as always, built by our friends over at RMB Builders. Rhett Bourgeois and the crew at RMB Builders.com. You can find them online there. You can always find them on Instagram at Builders. As always, our phone line brought to you by our friends over at Southern Regional Medical Center. Real Doctors, Real Solutions, Charlie Harvey, Jason Ramazon, same great people, same great services, formerly Metropolitan Health Group. You can find them always online at Southern Regional Medical Center to get over there. At, uh, and let him help you out today and always bring in our phone line we're about to jump right into our phone line as uh, Billy embody is going to be here we'll talk recruiting we'll talk football with embody uh, coming up here we will also talk to Jimmy Burrow at 730 this morning big uh, announcement from the Jimmy uh, from the uh, Joe Burrow Foundation uh, as he is teaming up with some local restaurants that coach is going to tell us about coming up here at uh, at 7:30. Uh, this morning, give us a like, give us a share, give us a comment if you don't mind. We're going to jump right into uh, Billy Embody as uh, he's got to get out of here uh, pretty quickly. Uh, we will also talk about the big recruiting news of Wardell Mack pledging to the University of Florida. A little uh, volume here if you don't mind, Stewie. Uh, as we welcome into the, uh, the conversation, uh, our good friend from ON3, uh, Billy Embody, uh, here on a Tuesday morning. Bill, good morning. How are you? You. Doing good, man. Uh, there we go, Bill. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, New board, Bill. Let's start with the uh, with the recruiting news. Yesterday, Wardell Mack, uh, obviously a huge target for LSU and a lot of schools around the SEC, uh, a five star cornerback out of New Orleans, pledges to Florida. Uh, what did
2: you make of the news? Well, it was surprising that Wardell Mack committed to Florida. Honestly, Texas had a lot of the buzz. Really, leaving this summer. Uh, or I guess leaving the month of July, and the Longhorns were very confident that they were going to get Wardell Mack, and LSU was hoping to have gotten him on campus for the Bayou Splash. That didn't happen. He ends up going to Florida, and the Gators went out here, and Billy Napier and, and that staff with a lot of the Louisiana ties that they have, Billy Napier really wanted to make a statement and try to reel in Wardell Mack from what we've gathered. You know, Corey Raymond was also involved but this was a recruitment that guys like Billy Napier, Javar Luke, they really took ownership of in, tr- in terms of trying to get this one across the finish line. And at least now they've got Wardell Mack committed. I get a sense that this one might not be over, but the three teams that had always been in the mix, LSU, Florida, and Texas, were all battling. But right now it's the Gators that come away with them. A little bit of surprising news that it was Florida, though, uh, when he did, did uh, make that decision.
1: Uh, I asked Shea last week on the news coming out on Colin Simmons after he pledged to Texas on whether or not he thought that was over. He did. He says he, he believes this is a done deal for Simmons. What do you feel on Wardell Mack here as he pledged to Florida yesterday? Do you think this thing is shut down?
2: I think there's going to be a period of time where, you know, Wardell just committed, you know, you never really looked at recruitments too often, I should say, and and immediately say, well, that one is, is going to go a different way. But Wardell Mack does have that chance to maybe go another direction, whether it's LSU, whether it's Texas, we'll see. Both schools, seems like, aren't gonna give up on him. But there will be a period of time where things cool off, he gets committed, you know, the season starts for both Aaron and LSU and, and other programs, of course. So it'll be interesting to see if they can get him back on campus. I mean, you go back to the spring and there was, you know, a lot of buzz around LSU. And a lot of it was, they'll figure it out they'll they'll get him on board and you know wardell has interest and things like that and over the summer the pieces just never came together you know he didn't camp at lsu uh, he didn't visit so it was just kind of weird that uh, that momentum from the spring just never ended up extending into the summer so we'll we'll have to see if they can get him to come through for a visit and maybe start things back up and uh, of course it's a long way to december for things to be worked out but I, I get the sense it's not done right now
1: kobe black is another name that keeps popping up on the defensive backboard list he put out his top five earlier this week lsu's in it he's out of waco texas how how uh, prevalent is lsu in this race
2: uh, LSU's right in the mix for him. I would call them a dark horse right now. You've got Texas and Texas A&M that seem to have confidence to keep him in state right now. Um, and this one will be interesting because Texas, you know, really, they, they, they had a good run at the end of June into July. And then they missed on Corian, uh, Corian Gibson, Gibson, one of their top targets in state, but then they get Colin Simmons. But do they miss on a guy like Kobe Black, who's maybe not in that, Realm of Colin Simmons, where they ha- they have to get him. They really have to reel him in. He's a five star. They want to keep him in state, but maybe AM can get in there a little bit more. Maybe LSU can make some waves with their official visit that's expected next month. He was supposed to come through for the Bayou Splash. He ends up going to Texas A and M. So this one's a little bit more up in the air as far as what could happen. I know his brother is you know been you know uh, pretty adamant about. Him playing in the SEC. And what do you know? You see three schools uh, that will eventually be in the SEC all battling it out for Kobe Black. I think LSU is just a little bit of a dark horse right now, but they're maybe gaining a little bit of traction. I think the visit could play a big part in really assessing where LSU stands here.
1: Billy, one school that you have been all over and covering and recruiting is Duncanville High School in Texas, just outside of Dallas. Big week for them last week as Simmons and uh, Caden Durham both pledge. And then Earlier this week, LSU picks up a commitment from DeCornion Moore, the wide receiver, who is next season's top target in the state of Texas. How big was that for LSU?
2: Yeah, I, I think this is massive to get Caden Durham on board. Um, you know, that was a really kind of a tough recruitment for LSU to navigate because there were those ties to Oklahoma for him. But Frank Wilson does win out uh, and gets his lone running back in the class of 2024 and he averaged 10 yards of carry last year, pretty close to it, 2,600-something yards uh, on the ground, was a state championship MVP. He's got the verified testing. He'll run track at LSU. Uh, he's a great kid. I'm, I'm going to enjoy seeing a lot of him this fall. But also DeCorean Moore. I mean, he is one of the top receivers in the entire country. He's a, Everywhere you look, he's at least in the top 50. Some have him in the top 10 pretty consistently as well. On the rankings front, he is going to be – Really fun to watch. LSU's going to have to battle to keep him on board. Obviously, he's twenty twenty-five, so a long way to go there. But he's got the testing. He's got the big play ability. Duncanville has this kind of run-heavy offense, obviously, with Caden Durham, but they also have a couple other backs that they rotate in uh, here and there. DeCorian Moore has been able to put up big plays after big plays in that offense and take advantage of that. Um, and he's got one of the better quarterbacks in the country and Keelan Russell coming back. They're both in the same class. So I expect big things for Decorian Moore. That's a huge pickup for LSU. They're building off that Bayou Splash visit with him uh, and we're able to get him on board. And I, I think he's a really key piece. Now it's about keeping him on board uh, with the Tigers. And And you know some of those in-state schools like Texas are gonna come pressing, but that was big news for LSU to get that foot in the door with Duncanville. It's a hard program to get into.
1: Um, one commitment date that everybody is going to be watching over here is September 28th. Is Tyler Busey has said his commitment date. A huge five-star athlete out of Texas that looks like it's coming down to LSU, Bama, and A and M on this thing. Uh, what are you hearing on uh, on Busey?
2: Yeah, uh, Terry Terry Busey. But uh, you know, I I, I, I feel you brutal. on that. I feel you on that. it's okay, Gary. Busey? It's okay. Um, yeah, yeah, right. Um, I I think LSU is probably sitting number two in this recruitment right now at least from kind of what I'm what I'm hearing about it I think AM has a lot of confidence this is a recruitment that was not expected to go into the fall so that is a good thing for LSU they're going to get an official visit next month from him and he does have some family that really loves LSU you know he's from East Texas um, he's a really interesting just prospecting young man because he's lost some of his family members uh, and, and he's just got a unique family situation, but he's a four O student. He's done it all for Timson. He's a team-first guy. He plays quarterback, but you know most schools are recruiting him at wide receiver or defensive back, uh, and he's got the, the verified testing to back it up. I think he ran a sub-1100 meter with a torn meniscus this spring, wow. uh, which is pretty, pretty insane, and then he finally said, you know what, this is spreading too much, and he got it operated on. Um, so tough kid too. He's been through a lot in his life, but now he's kind of coming down the, the stretch of his recruitment. There's a lot of confidence on Texas a and side. LSU is going to get a visit. Alabama has gotten him on campus, and the tide are kind of lurking in this one. They've done well in East Texas. Uh, they've got Casey Poe committed. But it does seem like A&M sits in a pretty good spot. We'll see if LSU can really turn it. There's some people that – are at least feeling good about the conversations they've had with Terry around maybe, you know, getting more of a shot. You know, he unofficially visited in June. LSU was able to save the official visit. He wants to have this decision done so he can focus on his senior season. It's been long thought of that AM is going to win out, but now that it has stretched into the season, maybe the door is creaked open for LSU to make a statement with their visit and uh, reel him in. I mean, he's one of the best players in the country's the number two athlete, he's a five star. Um, I, I think if LSU can get him, that would be just massive. I mean, he he really really could do a bunch of different things for LSU.
1: Uh, Billy, I know you got to get out of here. Last one: Dominic McKinley, the state's top recruit. Uh, he made his top five and said he was going to be surprised. He would surprise people on his announcement. Uh, what are you hearing on the latest?
2: Yeah, this this one is really difficult to kind of read through because if you kind of track all of the different things. You've heard Texas buzz. You've heard Oklahoma buzz. We've heard Ohio State buzz. We've heard LSU buzz coming off the body splash that maybe they made a move in his recruitment. And then there's Texas A&M that's really been lurking. They had, you know, official visit all the way back uh, in June, too. I think he's right. I think he's going to surprise some people. I don't know if LSU has made enough of headway in this recruitment to get him. I, I, that's kind of where I stand. I, I think he's somebody that has visited a few times, which is good. He's at least come through. But I always feel like it's, it's not the same as Colin Simmons, but LSU has had to battle uh, to stay in and to m- try and make a move with Dominic McKinley's recruitment. And so I think you look back at Tylen Singleton – and you see him not visiting LSU for a long time and then all of a sudden committing. So there's that side of it. Dominic McKinley, you know, maybe has played his cards so close to the vest, and he's had an eye on LSU this entire time. But on the flip side of that, you just can't ignore the buzz around some of these other programs. You know, even you know, a couple people have talked about Ohio State really being at the forefront of this recruitment, which is a long way from home, of course. Uh, but Larry Johnson's one of the best defensive line coaches and recruiters in the country. And you look at the battle LSU's having to go through for him. You've got Elijah Robinson recruiting him. He's one of the best, if not the best, current defensive line recruiter in the country. Bo Davis has that veteran uh, defensive line record that he's got. Um, and Todd Bates at Oklahoma. I mean, he's done it at a very high level back to Clemson. And LSU's just had to kind of punch him you know, battle to get him on campus and to really make headway in his recruitment. I think they've done that with the Bayou Splash. I just don't know if it's enough. Yeah. They keep things really close to the vest. This one's going to be really interesting. I think he's right. I think he's going to surprise some people.
1: Billy Embody from 1-3, as good as uh, as you'll find in covering recruiting, make sure and give him a follow on Twitter or on X at Billy Embody uh, to keep up <laughs> with what's happening there at on3.com. Safe travels, Bill. We'll talk soon.
2: Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate you.
1: All right, there he is. Billy checking in this morning with a little recruiting update there. Doesn't sound good on the state's top two recruits there. Wardell Mack, who committed yesterday to University of Florida, and then Dominic McKinley, who said he's going to surprise some people after his top five, did include LSU. Hearing Ohio State on on Dominic McKinley, as as Billy alluded to, there uh, we're going to talk to uh, Coach Jimmy Burrow here Speaking in a of couple Ohio. of uh, in a couple of minutes. As uh, Coach Burrow is going to be giving us the latest on what's going on with the Joe Burrow Foundation, uh, as they've got a big announcement uh, that they have made in the you know, cities of Cincinnati, uh, in Athens, Ohio, and in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So we will hear from Coach Burrow coming up, and we will obviously get an update on the calf. Of, uh, of Joe and just uh, where he is about a month out from uh, the start of the NFL season. Uh, Remember Daily, we're brought to you by the Oshner Andrews Sports Medicine Institute. Whether you're a pediatric patient, a high school athlete, a member of the New Orleans Saints or Pelicans, a weekend warrior, or even a senior citizen, all of us turn to Oshner Andrews Sports Medicine Institute for care. You can log online, Oshner.org backslash sports medicine to learn more every day. Uh, we are trying to get back into the game, and if you can't get back into the game and looking for some help, get in touch with Oshner, Oshner.org backslash sportsmedicine. Really love our partnership with our friends over at Oshner. We saw Dr. Burnham stop by last week. He was reminding us about uh, what's coming up here with high school football season. If you're a high school athlete and you suffer an injury, whether it's throughout the week or on a Friday night, uh, they will have their uh, facility over at the Grove campus over there off of Bluebonnet open uh, Saturday mornings uh, for uh, anyone to walk in there whether uh, you are a, a high school athlete or you're a parent of a high school athlete and just looking for uh, some care on a uh, on an athlete that needs uh, somebody a professional to look at. Check out our friends over at Oshner every Saturday morning. org backslash sports med uh, to find out about uh, Dr. Andrews and the partnership over there. Really looking forward to Uh, going over and meeting Dr. Andrews here in a couple of weeks, and we'll bring that to you uh, here uh, on the Jordy Colada Show. All right, big news yesterday at LSU. uh, That's traveling around with Denver Harris, uh, and Harris not a part of the team picture yesterday. And obviously we have uh, some really good connections on on the Denver Harris situation, and if you've been watching the show over the last couple of days and weeks, we've been telling you about this Harris situation on what LSU really – Thinks about Harris and what's going on with him. First, we have to. We it has to be said, and this is a a great example to highlight this. Um, You know, this is Brian Kelly's program, and he's running it to his standard. And there is there is no one that is going to be allowed to stretch a rule, push a rule, move any type of um, you know, really kind of. that they're not going to compensate for anybody. They're not going uh, to um, you know, move their rules and change their, their protocols for anyone. Um, and that was well established when Brian Kelly got to Baton Rouge. It was well established with the, the team, with the veterans, with the staff, with the administration that this is how LSU football is going to be run. And since Denver Harris has arrived, there has never been an overriding issue. I see people asking me inside the chat that there's a report of of a locker room fight. I have not heard that. I I have not been told that. I'm not saying that it didn't happen. I'm just saying I I, I have not been told that that happened, uh, has happened. What I have been told is that Denver Harris continues to just— stretch the rule a little bit. You have to be at a meal at a certain time. Two minutes late is two minutes late. It doesn't matter if it's 120 seconds or 60 seconds, it's late. And the way that the program is run is that if you're late for certain things, if you miss certain things that you are scheduled and supposed to be at then you get docked points off of what your your SWAT team is is given points for and that's how you're graded within the program that's how you're evaluated within the program and when it comes to testing when it comes to the football stuff it's it's very easy to understand that Denver Harris is one of the top players on the team. And for LSU who was ranked again in the top 5 in a preseason poll that was announced yesterday to be the 5th or top 5 team within the season, Denver Harris has to be on the field. But first and foremost, if he can't if he can't adapt to what the the principles of the, the program are, well, then he can't make it. If you go back to our conversation with Brian Kelly over the summer, one of the things he says very early on in the conversation is that when he got the job, there were certain guys on the roster that just didn't meet the standards of what the program was going to ask for. And it was it was that simple. And that was on the first day, and that can be within... The second year, that's how the program is run. And nobody's making excuses. And my former roommate and still friend to this day, Tack Miner, is Denver's stepfather. They say stepfather, but he's been in Denver's life since he's two years old. I really, I won't bring you into you know our personal conversation, but I told him yesterday, man, I'm, I'm proud of you. For the way that he handled the news of of what happened to Denver, you know, I mean, the way that he was talking to me, you know, I mean, it's it's time for him to get this. And I think LSU was trying to send. I don't know anything official, and I didn't hear anything from my source, who everybody knows is on this 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 situation tack. That, that, that he is suspended. I have not heard that. I'm not here to say that he is. I have not been told that by anyone. I do know that they scared the ever-living hell out of him. And if he's not going to walk the line now, I don't know if he ever will. But the message from what I told, from what I was told, was Sent and it hit and i don't know internally how they're handling Denver Harris whether he's suspended whether he's i don't i don't know any of that from what i was told he's still on the team and he understands that there's a line to walk and it doesn't matter who doesn't if you're not on the line you're off you're you're off you're out and from what I was told that's where it sits I haven't been I have nothing on a suspension I have nothing on status on the team I do know that he's on the team that he missed the team picture because he showed up one minute late to a team meal, and one minute late is late. And that was the latest in the line of just little micro-type challenges of the rule that ultimately cost him a chance to be in the team picture. That hits. You know, I mean, that would, that would hit me if I was a part of a team and I wasn't able to be a part of the picture – showing that I was on the team. And from my clear understanding, the message that LSU was intent of sending to Denver Harris got to Denver Harris. That if you don't start walking the line now, You're running out of real estate. And you just got to hope he gets it. Just got to hope he gets it. I mean, at, at this point, I mean, that's that's where it's at. So.
3: I mean, does it feel like the punishment fits the crime? Um... I mean, I don't know that. The more you
1: think about it, I I don't know all of. I don't don't know all of the details. I mean, what I was telling everyone last week on this show was things that, that I was getting from from both LSU and from from you know TAC. I mean, it was it was a clear message that was being sent of, hey, he's running with the third team because he needs to take that next step of maturity. He needs to understand that there's accountability. And what I think he, he has to understand is what they're really trying to teach him is, hey, man, you show up two minutes late for a meeting in the NFL, you're not missing the team picture. You're fined 50000 bucks. You know, like you, you miss a team meal that you've got to be at for your job. I mean, this is what you're ultimately interviewing for, right? This is what you're trying out for. Is the next step of this job process. You're in the minor leagues of. You know the NFL. And once you get to the NFL. Everybody's got that type of talent. Right. I mean like. that That's the great. That's the great separator right now. Is. Yeah maybe Denver Harris's rope is a little longer than everyone's. Because he can play. <laughs> but it's still a standard at LSU that if you don't walk the line, you, you're going to run out of real estate.
0: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has
4: anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law.
1: 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So that's what I know in the Denver Harris situation. And I'm telling you that the, the honest truth, that's that's all I got. I don't know anything about a suspension. I mean, I saw Don Gilch, Jordy stop lying. I'm not lying. I mean, what, what do I have to lie for him? I mean, <laughs> serves me no good to, to lie about it. I mean, I'm telling you what I know. You know, I mean that's that's ultimately where it where it sits. From what I've been told, from somebody that's very well connected to Denver Harris uh, Daily, we're brought to you by Hughes Mechanical Contractor. Remember Hughes Mechanical Contractor? You can find them online at HughesMechanical.net. And look, it is hot right now. I saw where uh, New Orleans posted uh, the hottest week of all time last week, the hottest week on record in New Orleans. Uh, was measured last week in the city. Uh, and if you're in that listening area or if you're in South Louisiana, whether it's Baton Rouge, Zachary, Central, uh, Walker, Denham Springs, anywhere in this listening area, uh, or it, it, you know if you're outside of the state of Louisiana and you want to check out Hughes Mechanical Contractor, check them out online at HughesMechanical.net. Uh, but you can get in, t- uh, get in touch with them there. Uh, they provide you with uh, residential and commercial uh, HVAC services, Uh, They can help you with your service of your air condition as well. Today, you can get in touch with them to service. They are a a uh, Daikin-trusted dealer over at Hughes Mechanical Contractors, so you can get in touch with them today. HughesMechanical.net and call them, 225-658-2147. Tell Travis Hughes that you heard it right here on the Jordy Colada Show. Uh, When we come back, we'll talk to Coach Jimmy Burrow. Uh, Coach Burrow's got an announcement about the Joe Burrow Foundation with something that's going on down here in Baton Rouge. We'll also get the latest on Joe, on how he is, as he's rehabbing that calf that he went down with on the first day of uh, training camp. Uh, And we'll get the latest on uh, what's happening up in Cincinnati with Coach coming up here next on the Jordy Collada Show. Come back with us, as always, built by our friends, R&B Builders. For a mortgage lender, you need to start with Doug Bickley and his team. Bickley has built a crew with over 50 years of combined lending experience. They've been in business for over 20 years and they love helping their clients achieve the American dream of home ownership. They're also key with working in real estate agents and helping their clients getting same-day pre-approval. They average about one buyer a day, getting them in a home. If you want to get in touch with Doug and his crew, it's easy. Call them two two five. 214-5154 225-214-5154 go see the Bickley team today they're located on the corner of Corsi Boulevard and Sherwood Forest right here in Baton Rouge to wash your house or business call the pros at hydro wash today get them out with their low pressure soft washing cleaning approach from commercial buildings rooftops and residentials hydro wash is ready to get your place shining find them on facebook or call curtis at 225-933-7068 take it from me hydro wash came by and made my house look like new what was best was the professionalism they picked up everything made the clean and then put everything back to where it belonged Get in touch with Curtis today, calling at 225-933-7068 or find Hydro Wash on Facebook. All right, welcome back here, Jordy Colada Show. is always, built by RMB Builders. Stick around; we will get back to the LSU football discussion. Uh, some of the recruiting information that Billy was able to give us early in hour one. We'll get all back to it, but always look forward to linking up with uh, our favorite uh, coach, Jimmy Burrow, of course, uh, Joe's dad, with a big announcement coming down here to Baton Rouge. Uh, cool thing with the uh, the Joe Burrow Foundation as their uh, Jay, uh their uh, Joe Burrow Foundation Dine for Nine campaign. Uh, we all remember, uh, of course, the magical season of 2019 down here in Baton Rouge. It was capped off uh, by Joe taking home the Heisman Trophy. Uh, not only did he take home the hardware that night, but he delivered one of the most uh, inspirational messages that has ever been delivered by a college player on that stage, one that stuck, uh, that stuck around uh, in the city of Athens uh, obviously now in in throughout the state of Ohio and really throughout the country uh, and Baton Rouge of course uh, so cool to be a part of all of this uh, is going to be uh, one of the three cities that will be recognized for the uh, the latest event uh, in the uh, in the Joe burrow Foundation and we welcome in uh, coach Jimmy Burrow here to the discussion this morning it's great to see you sir good morning how are you
5: I'm I'm great. I really appreciate you having me on. I've missed being on. It's been a while. It has been that time way, of year.
1: It's been way too long, and we'll be checking in regularly now here uh, in season. But before we get to football stuff, coach, you got some good information. You got some good announcements coming up here with uh, with Joe's Foundation. And Baton Rouge is one of one of three uh, three cities that'll be uh, that'll be a part of it.
5: Yeah, it's nine uh, nine for nine. J, J Bur- Joe Burrow Foundation. Uh, uh, dying nine for nine and uh, it's uh, it's going to be uh, September 9th and uh, uh, we're raising money for good causes we have grant applications on the Joe org website and uh, different restaurants are, are signing up in that particular day uh, either their nine percent uh, of their their uh, profit or their sales uh, will'll go to the uh, Burrow foundation and and uh, uh, we've had a great response. Uh, Walk is in, and raising canes is in. So those are, you know, two two of my favorite. Uh, those guys are on our uh, Joe Burrow Foundation board. So we've had a great response, and and uh, the money that's raised down there will go all to uh, to that area, and uh, we're looking forward to it. If uh, if you can't get out to a restaurant that particular day, then uh, you know you can just go on our website and. Uh, nine dollars for for nine. So uh, uh, number nine is has gotten to be quite a, a a good number down there in Cincinnati and Southeast Ohio. So uh, uh, we're excited about it. So anything uh, anybody down there can do to help us out, we'd appreciate it.
1: You damn right, Coach. Nobody will ever wear it again down here in uh, in Baton Rouge uh-huh. after uh, after 2019. But look, the the goal of the nine for nine, the uh, the dine for nine. Uh, fundraisers to raise funds and awareness for the Joe Burrow Foundation and their mission to help families to overcome food insecurity. Uh, And that will be the fund goal. Raising is uh, around six hundred thousand dollars. It will be going towards the do good grants. And as Coach said, Baton Rouge is one of the cities alongside Cincinnati and Athens. You can learn all about it online at, uh, at, Joe's, uh, at Joe's website, it's joeburrow.org, is that right, Coach?
5: dot yeah, joeburrow.org, and, yeah. and along with the food insecurities, there will be uh, some of the grants that are awarded for uh, children's uh, mental health uh, uh, down there, and, and uh, again, Cincinnati and, and the Athens area. So it's kind of a twofold uh, event, but the, the fundraiser is going to the restaurants and uh, uh, having a good night out. And uh, we've had a lot of great response from the from the restaurants down there, and and uh, all of Ohio, LSU for sure, Cincinnati, and and Athens. So uh, great cause, and we're excited to be a part
1: of it. dot If you can sign up, and as Coach said, if you can't make it out to uh, to a restaurant there on September ninth, uh, you can just jump online at JoeBurrow and donate nine dollars in uh, in honor of the uh, and the foundation. And as always, it's going to great causes. Uh, Coach, my favorite story coming out of Cincinnati Bengals social media is how many people they've had to tell to stop asking if they can donate their calf to uh, to Joe for the season. Uh, how is uh, how is the most famous calf muscle in America right now uh, in Joe Burrow? How, how is he?
5: I was at practice yesterday, but I didn't I didn't see him. I didn't talk to him. So uh, uh, hopefully yesterday went went good. But but he was getting he's getting better. Uh, you know, the, the goal is to, to play against the Browns, and uh, those calf muscles are, are tough injuries to overcome. You can't come back too soon. Uh, but, yes, people are donating, wanting to donate their calves. Uh, a lady yesterday uh, at practice had a wrap on her calf uh, as, as a kind of honoring Joe for that particular day. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's weird. I get it, but uh, uh, everybody's has uh, really been supportive. And and uh, uh, hopefully, I mean, that he, he'll be able to practice for a week or two and then uh, be ready to roll against the Browns. Yeah, no way he misses a snap. I mean,
1: they just, they, there's, no,
5: there's no way he's going to miss well, a else, snap. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't I would bet against him uh, being there, that's for sure.
1: Coach, one thing if, you know, if people that are paying attention to the national media, one thing that has resonated, it feels like, is it's finally he's got his respect, it seems like, from – coast to coast i mean he's now in the conversation of you know kind of the the greatest not to win one yet the guy that can battle Mahomes. you know kind of the the, the guy that's going toe to toe with the giant um right what, what what is that like now for him it, it feels like he's in a different realm
5: well you know the top tier quarterbacks uh, that they usually list uh, there's there's probably you know five uh uh, maybe 10 but he, he's certainly in that group and and uh, uh, but he wants to be the best in the world that that's his goal and I, I think in his mind and uh, it's just like when he went to LSU it was to win a national championship and until he did, did that uh, you know he still thought maybe there were other quarterbacks that, that would be considered better. And it's the same thing now. He wants to win the Super Bowl. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is, is certainly uh, uh, worthy of, of his number one ranking. He's won two. So uh, Joe still finds something here and there to, to motivate him. And I'm sure uh, knowing that, that Patrick has two and, and uh, uh, Joe's yet to get one, that's, that's a motivating factor for Joe to, to continue to get better.
1: Uh, by no means, I want to ask you anything about the negotiations or the numbers or anything. But how much does he pay attention to staying competitive, knowing that they've they've really got to, you know commit to him? There, there's a yeah. there's a big financial commitment that they have to make to him. But I know ultimately he wants to he wants to stay competitive, right? He wants to play for as many championships as he can. what What models does he look at? Is it Brady Mahomes that he looks at kind of that says this is the blueprint?
5: Certainly, uh, Tom Brady and, and, uh, and, and now Patrick, uh, you know, we've – Joe's had success against Kansas City. They've they won three out of four, but, uh, you know, the, the last one uh, was, was a big one uh, uh, down there in Kansas City last year. So uh, uh, he wants to win Super Bowls. That's, that's been his, his goal ever since he uh, won the national championship at, at LSU. Uh, you know contract negotiations are always a big part of, of uh, uh, camp and and uh, you say he's competitive yes for sure that's why he was out there at camp. Some people uh, uh, do hold out and and uh, you know that's it is a business but Joe wanted to be there uh, competing and practicing and being with his teammates and uh, uh, you know it's an ongoing uh, uh, negotiation. I'm, I'm I, everybody's optimistic that it's going to get done.
1: I think one of the best offseason signings for any team was Orlando Brown, coach. I, I think it's, you know, the commitment they've made to, to protecting him is it's evident now.
5: Well, the big left tackles in the NFL are, are worth their weight in in, in goal. And, and uh, he's a large man. Uh, he's been a Pro Bowl <laughs> player, he's won the Super Bowls. And, uh, you know, the, when they come from Joe's uh, right side uh, or any quarterback's right side, uh, you can see that, you can feel it a lot quicker than uh, your backside. So that's that's why those guys on the left side get paid so much money. But uh, we, we feel good about the, the offensive line. It's got some experience coming back and uh, uh, adding Orlando, moving Jonah to the right side. You know, Lyle. As I talked to him uh, yesterday, he's. Uh, He's getting better and, and not practicing yet, but, but he looked good. So uh, we got depth, uh, maybe more so than we've had in the past at the offensive line.
1: Yeah, it seems like the the expectation around Cincinnati now is is, is a playoff team after what Joe and the, the crew has accomplished here over the last uh, four years. Coach, we, we've seen reports that he will be involved. We've seen reports he won't be involved. I don't know if you know anything about the Netflix quarterback series. Is Have they pinned him down? It doesn't seem like him, but it would be awesome if it is.
5: No, I was surprised to read all that. My my understanding is, is that, that he that he will not be. But uh, uh, you know that's that's between Joe and his his marketing team and uh, WME. Uh, but he's not. He hasn't told me that he's that he's going to be a part of that Netflix. So until I hear it from him, then uh, uh, you know I'll, that's what I'll I'll leave it at.
1: How much does the communication fall off in in season? How much do you talk to him out a season to comparison to in yeah.
5: season? Well, I, I call it the, you know, the, the Joe no contact uh, with mom and dad during, during camp and, and very little during the season. So, uh, uh, we really had, then when he had the calf injury, I mean, first time we heard about it was on the internet. So I, I learned things from the internet, uh, just like everybody else, but, uh, you know, he just, he's one track mind and, uh, you know, practice started, and we know not to not to really bother him. Occasionally, he'll uh, we get excited when he returns a text, and especially a phone call. So uh, <laughs> that's Joe, and that's that's when he's so dialed in. Now he's dialed in on, on rehab and uh, uh, you know treatment and, and getting better. I mean, he knew we were at practice yesterday, but he was a no show out there, so he he uh, he he didn't uh, he didn't come see mom and dad. But we kind of expected that.
1: Red non-contact <laughs> jerseys for the parents throughout the entire season. Um, yes, that's for sure. It's a uh, it's school time. I'd imagine that uh, Miss Robin getting back to uh, to school here the uh, with school getting back well, into session.
5: Jordy, the good news that I'll share with you is that uh, she resigned and is uh, no longer a principal. Uh, she uh, she's now working pretty much full time for the Joe Burrow Foundation, and uh, Amy Floyd is our. Uh, executive director in cincinnati and there's there's a lot going on i mean we had so many grant applications and and uh robin uh, we had we had kind of planned that uh, several months back so uh no more uh, being there for for a school bus arrival and leaving when the school bus is all uh, uh you know put the kids out to, to their homes. She, she's going to miss the kids, but, uh, you know, grinding away and driving out of here about 6 o'clock every morning for a 30-minute uh, ride, uh, trying to get her back on Mondays after a Sunday game, we don't have to do that anymore, and she's needed in that foundation, and uh, she's lo- loving uh, doing that. That is
1: great news. Please tell her hello and congratulations on that. It's hashtag JBF Dine for Nine. You can find it all over social media, and this is coming up on September 9th. Uh, the Joe Burrow Foundation is asking restaurants to join us for the JBF Dine for Nine campaign. Patrons will uh, can visit participating restaurants uh, in Athens, Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio, and down here in Baton Rouge where you can donate – uh, they will be donating 9% of their profits back to the foundation. Uh, if you can't make it out to one of the restaurants, it's easy. All you got to do is visit JoeBurrow.org. You can sign up uh, there or on social media, and you can donate your $9 in Joe's honor, and uh, it's always going to a great cause. Uh, Coach, it's great to see you, man. I can't wait to watch number nine in action this season, and we'll be checking back in. Tell Miss Robin hello.
5: I will. I'm going to come down to the uh – one of the LSU games. Not sure which one, but maybe I'll hook up with it.
1: Please do. Yes, sir. Good to see you. All right. Go and go Tigers. Yes, sir. There he is. The man with the golden seed, Coach Jimmy Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> Representing the Joe Burrow Foundation. Uh, online, joeburrow.org. joeburrow.org to learn more. Uh, as uh, Baton Rouge, it's great to be uh, a part of, uh, of Burrow's story, obviously. and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and be a part of that. Uh, for, I mean, I tell him that every time I see him. You know, I'm watching him trying to get out the video. Oh. Is he still laughing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was still yeah, laughing. I'm, I'm sure like,
4: he is. is on. I mean, yeah, oh, we're full dad
3: mode.
1: <laughs> I think we started telling him that at the, uh, the SEC Championship in Atlanta in 19. We ended up uh, – me and T-Bob ended up getting – I mean, like you know, I don't really drink. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like six <laughs> shots later. That's what I was saying. I really drink. <laughs> this is unbelievable.
3: I mean, with the birds, the,
1: the, the, uh, the, the Robin thing had just happened on the radio. G-string? The G string. The so. G string. I beg your pardon. Yes, right, right. She <laughs> oh, went to no. prin- she went to principal <laughs> mode. Yeah, a lot in the office. Very quick. Uh, I sat up straight. No, no. Uh, but the voice was very principal. Was, she went stern. Excuse me. Like, excuse me. T. Bob was like, oh, "Oh shit, you're in trouble." dude <laughs> uh, um, but we were we were messing with it like jeez man guys throwing darts like congratulations <laughs> i mean you could kind of feel it then like your son in about a decade is probably going to be in the discussion of one of the most popular athletes in the world right i mean i think that's where joe's trending oh yeah i, mean, and- I think he wins i think he wins a couple of rings right i mean like here I mean, without one in year four, I'd say over under three. One burrow, yeah, Two, two, and, and, a half. Half. two and a half?
3: I hope he just gets one because he gives me the. State. Saying, well, I, th-
1: I feel like he kicks the door in. He's, he's yeah, he the one there because he opened up
3: the floodgates. And yeah, you get one. Him being it's just the AFC is so tough. You, you look around. We were talking a little bit with uh, Fletcher Mackle yesterday on Mike Dub, yeah. and you look around the NFC and the Saints have a chance to make a run because there's just nobody in the division you worry about. The Saints are the odds one favorite to win it. They're not, they weren't very good last year. You yeah. bring in a quarterback and you saw the way that they played the first preseason game. But I say that to say the AFC is stacked. Yeah. Like if Joe Burrow was in the NFC, you'd pretty much pencil him in of being at least an NFC championship game. But he has to go through Josh Allen. He yeah. has to go Everybody. through Patrick Mahomes. Everybody. Everybody's in Everybody. the AFC. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. Aaron Rodgers. The
1: Rodgers. I mean, Jeez. everybody's there. You know, I mean, that's why I love Derek Carr.
3: Yeah. They. He might be one of the better quarterbacks in the NFC.
1: And if they can play like they did on the opening drive, I'm not here to,
3: you know. I yeah, mean, you don't want to put too much stock inhale in. Inhale all of the preseason. But, I mean, it was
1: a hell of a hit. Yeah, Sixth <laughs> rate right with a tutty. <laughs> and and get him out of spread there. Spread the ball around. Two touches for Jawan Johnson. Two touches for Kamara. Mike Thomas. Kirkwood caps it off. like Olave. Shoot me up with that.
3: Yeah, that was that was efficient. I mean, that felt like 2013. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just marched down the sixth, <laughs> frame. Like so like, a sixth like, frame for seventy yards. Is that Colston and Devery out yeah. there? <laughs> Jimmy Graham, is that Reggie Bush. <laughs> it looked good. It looked great. It looked but great. I get the same feeling for Joe Burrow that uh, the LSU baseball head coach Jay Johnson gives me of how badly yes. they want to win. Where you Absolutely. almost feel you feel it's nervous. Not it's win, yeah, but you feel nervous for them because they care so much yeah. to where it's like, oh God, please just let him get one so he can sleep at night Man, because. Be- if Joe keeps knocking on that door, it just he might kill himself yeah. if he doesn't get one soon. Like I mean, you just get that feeling.
1: That's what makes the great ones great. Yes. Right? I mean, like they obsess. It's insatiable. It doesn't matter how much money you pay him. That's what no. I love about Mahomes. You know, I mean, like Jordan and I were talking watching the game on Sunday. He was like, "What is Mahomes? Why is he?" Here? I said, "Andy Reid probably had to tell like had to negotiate with him last night. Like, look, I'm just going to play you the first series, and that's it." Mm. Like, I just want to play. I want to play. You know, he's like, dude, just, I mean, like, get out of here. Yeah, two Super Bowls, Patrick. I mean, you, you, we need you. We you
3: don't know? need you today.
1: Exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, if I am Lamar Hunt, if I am an investor in the Chiefs, if I am the— You know, who's the—is it Matt Nagy? Is he bat?
3: Yeah, he's the offensive coordinator. He's now the
1: offensive coordinator back in K- I mean, like, I'm like, Andy, this is a terrible idea.
3: He has to. He does it every year, though. He plays I know the, he does. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I just— Well, you saw a lot of— The fall off of preseason
1: football to the regulars. It it shows you how how good they are. You know what I mean? And it's really why minor league football will never make it. Mm -hmm. Because you'll never grip me on a spring Saturday afternoon to watch C and D level players. And I don't mean that disrespectfully, but just the difference of the A and B guys between the C and D guys is the SEC between the Mountain West. It really is. I mean— Think about the college football games you watch. I mean, for as much as we starve and are just sensationable about – I mean, like, you know, addicts for football. Think about the games you don't watch. You know, I mean, think about the games like, you know, like like on a Sunday afternoon that's got, you know, like Green Bay who looks like the training wheels are still on Jordan Love who look like they've lost, you know, all of – you know, kind of the, the 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 grip to watch like them and the Falcons. You gonna be watching that game? <laughs> like for as much as you're starving for football here on August fifteenth, and I am too. If it was on, I'd probably you know. I mean, I got stuff to do. I stand around and watching this. Not going. I mean, Desmond Ritter. He's our starter. I know. <laughs> That's why I'm not watching. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I watched. I, I I watched Jordan Love last week. I mean, they're still babysitting him. I mean, if you're four years into the league and you're still wearing, you know, you still got the training wheels on the the bike, they're they're looking for your replacement. This is his year. If they're running that offense, they're gonna
3: win five games. What? Well,
1: you know, I mean, like they, yeah, this is
3: somebody that they picked to, and it, essentially the pick fractured their relationship with Rogers to the point where he wanted to leave. So you put more than just investing a first round pick into Jordan Love. You essentially, yeah, you ran
1: off your you, you ran re- off your best player of the last twenty years. Yes. <laughs> I mean like
3: Was it worth
4: it? Rogers' asked for receivers Well I mean you know out.
1: I get where yeah. the last three years Of Aaron Rodgers' soap opera Was probably a little exhausting If you're in the front office Of Green Bay Like every year We gotta We gotta date this guy Every year? I mean we marry him all, Every off season With the contract Is he not happy again?
3: Yeah but he do not don't, He doesn't get to see the kids Ugh. Or like That's all he wanted you just want a little time, but like, let me pick or, my friends. Or I mean, if to... he's
1: bringing back Randall Cobb and he's bringing back, you know, it's like, Aaron, you just go get yourself ready to play quarterback. Do what you ever got to do. Go sit in darkness and trip on mushrooms, but we're going to make <laughs> when this. the season we're, starts. We're evaluating the players. You know, like, this is, this is what we want to do. And if you keep doing this, we're going to have to look for a quarterback at some point because we're losing trust in you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we and don't like, know if you're going to come back or not. Right.
3: But – in the same vein, look how happy he is in New York because they finally, he has autonomy. That's yeah. all he wanted. Obviously, he's a headache. Like, you saw what he was he's doing. Green He's a diva. As much as he doesn't want to be one, he can't help himself. But it feels like he is so much happier in New York just because of all the drama around Green Bay is gone. And he's like, all right, good luck with Jordan Love. Like I mean, yeah, Okay, yeah, that yeah. was y'all's pick. I've
1: been watching him practice for four years. Yeah, I'm not so nervous. That's terrible.
3: <laughs> and there, there's some things that they're positive about with him, but it just like I said, you look at the NFC, that's the quarterback that you're worried about if you're the Saints. you Last year, you were looking across at Aaron Rodgers. Now it's Jordan Love and Desmond Ritter, and you just look across the Russell NFC. Russell Wilson. Who, Wolf. Wolf. Sean Payton knows That's why Sean Payton was is out pissed. there. That's why he's pissed. <laughs>
1: I mean, he's playing the guy four series in the in the in the in the preseason. I mean, the, the best so play bad. the best play he made was the last one of the day. was a fourth down crossing route to Jerry Judy that he hit him on. was the last play of the day. Russell Wilson celebrates like they just got oh, into the playoffs. The
3: yeah. I can
0: do it. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DW Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: The first preseason game. He's out there for four series. Peyton's out there barking, chewing ass. I mean, like, getting after him. Was
4: it the Cardinals that released that, uh...
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> the lady on the plane with Russell Wilson <laughs> doing side squats.
4: That... I don't think that was like a... Uh... That was a shot at last season whenever they went to what was that, Germany? And he
3: Yeah, he exercised on the plane. Yeah, he exercised the whole time yeah. on the plane. <laughs> if he does that shit with Sean Payton, he's gonna be like, get
4: oh, no, leave him caught. in Germany. Yeah,
1: right. No, 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 you're done. I like, don't want to I mean, see
3: that Russell. We got a parachute on here? This is the issue.
1: Yes. I mean I think that's what Payton was doing, like in the public. He was like, Who let this guy get away with this stuff? I mean, it's the same general manager that signed Nathaniel Hackett and same guy that signed Russell Wilson still walking around the building. That guy probably hides under his desk.
3: Always no just on the golf course.
1: I mean, Peyton's got a contract that they can't get out of for the next seven years. Guy's got more power than anybody in the league. <laughs> I mean, like, Meanwhile, Peyton's holding press conferences, blaming Nathaniel Hackett for everything. Now I see why. <laughs>
3: I mean, it's going to be a long season in there. And Rodgers loves Hackett because he gets to do whatever yeah. he wants. He's drawing up plays in the dirt. And he's like, right. uh, yeah. they were talking about that a little bit um, when they looked the, the Green Bay situation. That that's why they like the Jordan Love scenario because Lafleur can finally run his offense. He's like, yeah. Rodgers was changing every play out called. No doubt. Now he's got Jordan Love where he can kind of put his thumb on him. Right. And if you're Sean Payton and you're like, I have Russell Wilson. That, that's who needs to get together As Rogers, I mean, uh, as Rodgers and Sean Payton would be a great combination. But as much as... They don't like each other now because right. he talked well, about Hackett. Yeah, they would love each other. <laughs> they would love each other. But that's why Sean Payton. I mean, that's why uh, Aaron Rodgers loves Hackett because they're boys, first of all. And he has to let them do whatever he wants. He's like, I'm not really very good at this. Right. You cover well, a lot better at your job than I'm in mine. But we're great together. But
1: you've, you've got me a lot of money. You so. got me a head coaching job. Absolutely. So I'm going to allow you to do what you want. But you know, I mean, hear me out. Yeah. <laughs> I
3: mean, Take what do my you think? What you think? <laughs> yeah. Nathaniel, I got it. Yeah,
1: that's
3: cute. I got you. We'll stick to our... To we'll say, stick but... to the play. Well, no, he did it to McCarthy, too. Like, when he talks about the uh, the throw against... Well, God, it was forever ago, but whenever he played for the Packers and they beat the Cowboys in the playoffs, like, the last-second throw uh-huh, the that he two, hit uh... Bennett on the sideline, uh-huh. he's like, I drew that play up in the dirt. And, it like, McCarthy was like, why do you have to say that? Because like, he wants the credit, like yeah. Right. And so, well, Rodgers is going to... do. hated McCarthy. Hated him.
1: He hated him. Still despised him. Still yeah. hates him. Yeah. yeah. Which it looks like they're ruining Dak. I mean, McCordy's a bad coach. Dak's about to be out of the league. Oh, I, I mean, did you see those picks he threw at training camp last yes.
4: week? It's like he's just throwing it to—he's just throwing it up in the
3: air. Like, do you think Diggs is a receiver still? CD's
4: down there somewhere. God,
3: yeah. That—that that feels like that's a failed experiment. That's going to be Dallas a bad, is just a failed a experiment. Bad, bad deal. I feel so
4: bad for CD because he's so good. He is good. But it's like I'll never win with this.
3: I That's broken. Everybody thinks like no, about to, They're
1: about to really snap him. I mean, like, Mike McCarthy's got him over his knee right now. Mm-hmm. He's about to snap him in half. He's about to ruin his confidence because, like, first off, McCarthy's got no business calling plays anymore. I mean, like, he's got no business doing this. They've ran off a legitimate offensive coordinator Kellen who's Moore. now Kellen at San Moore. Diego with Kellen Moore. I mean, you don't get picked up that fast in the league. Look how, look how guys sit on the, on the sidelines and get yeah. cut from staffs. Guys that get scooped up in 10 minutes, people oh, know something. that may have
3: made of, a mistake. You know what yeah. I mean? Like,
1: they're like, oh, my God, Kellen Moore's available.
3: Yeah, like, fire to... that guy. Hire him. Yeah, Here's our coordinator.
1: Like, it's Kellen come, Moore now. Come over, come Absolutely. Over. You got it. You Here, full autonomy, dude. I mean, run it.
3: Oh, They were talking about him being a head coach. Absolutely. And so then they get rid of him. And McCarthy, for what it's worth, whenever he was took his hiatus and he went the— the Gruden route where he did like the fire football coaches association and uh-huh. like watched film all the time. <laughs> allegedly. They it looks fake. Yeah. They said he <laughs> yeah, was, did, like- he had his old play sheet out and he would just watch games and he would put smiley faces next to players that he liked. And they're like, Jerry, Jerry Jones is like this is the guy I gotta have. I got a guy. He's been yeah, working. I, mean, I can steer this guy. Just little stickers on his coaching pad. I mean, Aaron like,
1: Rodgers was like Ratney Mountain, like getting massages in the middle of the day and stuff. <laughs> like, I mean, like he was he was out for. Him. Oh,
4: he's like this
3: dude's not dead. He's don't work football. Yeah, he's like he yeah, he's like, you don't this.
1: work. I mean, he's he's. He gets massages like <laughs> in like one o'clock in
3: the afternoon. She could be the coordinator for the Browns. Right. I'm just sure go work a with Deshawn. Link up with Deshawn. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, this is our coaches' meeting.
1: Remember our friends over at Go Roof. Roof's up a new roof Bad. every single time. Count on uh, Go Roof for a roof repair, roof installation, or roof maintenance. Go Roof has been providing roofing services to residential and commercial customers in South Louisiana since 2005. Whether you need a new roof installed. If you need your roof repaired, uh, that is an existing roof, or you can uh, you can rely on the locally owned and operated business over at Go Roof to get over to you and help you out today. Their phone number is simple. Type this into your contact list so you have this. Next time a uh, rainstorm comes through, next time hail comes through, next time you feel like you need to get somebody up on the roof and give you a free consultation, call our friends over at GoRoof, 225-927-8300. 225-927-8300. That's a free quote, free roof inspection. They'll jump up on the roof today, G-E-A-U-X, roof.com. Free quotes available, over 15 years of experience. Uh, free and quick roof inspections, like we said, licensed and insured. Make sure you don't sign anything or agree to anything without the roofer coming and giving you a quote on site. Uh, you get a two-year free workmanship guarantee with all new roof installations uh, look, this is uh, GoRoof, G-E-A-U-X, Roof.com. You can request a quote right there online at G-E-A-U-X, roof.com. Uh Online, you can request a quote, or you can call him today, 225-927-8300. 225-927-8300. All right, quick move in first hour, as uh, we had uh, both Coach Jimmy Burrow in and we talked to Billy Embody. Uh, Embody is um, – uh, was uh, recapping what was going on in recruiting uh, over the latest uh, couple of days here as LSU was able to pick up a commitment from Decorey and Moore, uh, as uh, uh, Billy talked about that. Also, five-star Wardell Mack from down in New Orleans pledged to Florida over uh, over the last couple of days. Embody gave his reaction there too. Kobe Black is a name that keeps mm. popping up uh, on uh, on LSU. We'll see. Embody uh, says, uh, "Well, go check it out if you missed it." Uh, come back with us, hour two. Uh, as always, we're built by RMB Builders. Uh, come back and check us out, hour two. We'll get back more into the LSU football discussion uh, and the latest on what's going on with the Tigers as they get ready for Florida State coming up here on uh, Labor Day weekend. Come back with us, Jordy Colada Show, built by RMB. Go, Dak. Welcome back. Welcome back. Jordy Collada Show, R&B Builders. Get off of the train now. Get off the train. Get off the train. Everybody's on my Savion Jones test. no room. Be, just because I was three, four years ahead of everybody. It was early on it. I was early. By the stock. I was early. You know what I loved about Savion Jones, though? I'm telling you, I remember watching him play one time his senior year, and he just, to me, is Louisiana football. Like he is as Louisi he is rugged he is he's nasty he's mean I mean he's fast he's just this dude that when you see him you're like, you gotta have him on the team like What's number I would I saying? would two of him actually if we can if we can do that um, <laughs> and I think that like Keelan Moses is like kind of like like one click like you know kind of a bigger type body than. Same, but same type of player. I mean, like Jones was like that the way he could move, the way he ran. And I mean, when he was dominating high school football, he dominated high school football. Yeah. Dominated it. I mean, like unblockable type stuff.
4: Like, if I want three sacks today, I'm going to get three sacks get it. today.
1: Get it. I mean, put him in the, it put him over the nose. Mm-hmm. They put him, they put him on each edge. I mean, like, it was like they knew. That like like you high uses Keelan Moses. Like third <laughs> a, and short, toss it to him.
4: <laughs> I had an algebra test this morning. I gotta block Savion. That sounds <laughs> awful. Right. And that's a long Friday, coach. Yeah. Like
1: you watch film all week coach. and you're the left tackle and I get to Friday and it's Friday morning knowing that night I'm going to St. James. They're gonna be blasting that air that, that train horn. <laughs> They're gonna be there at four o'clock this afternoon. Barb, you can smell the food as soon as you get off the bus. They're gonna be letting me, and then I got to block Savion Jones for three hours.
4: I actually got to see Savion Jones play one once, played against Patterson, and their left tackle was going to. I think he plays a southeastern now, and he gave him hell. Like they didn't have nobody that could block him. They were sending running back. Tight end, chip him, chip him, jump on his back, everything, and it don't matter. We drop back 35s in the backfield already, coach. Like,
1: I mean, he had the luxury of going to LSU and sitting behind pros, right? And really, compliments to Savion Jones for sticking around because in a lot of in a lot of instances, as this is like like really and truly, I hope that Quincy looks at Savion Jones and uses him as Mm -hmm. the model, right? Because Quincy is probably going to be good enough to play a lot this year, but he may not be able to get on the field a ton just because of how much talent is in those spots, whether it's Savion Jones or Deshaun Walmack or whoever it is. I mean, he's, he's probably an every down or at least a majority of the game type player at this point, but It's just you're in a crowded room, and your time is coming, right? And his time probably is, when we look back on Quincy in five years and you look back at his LSU time, you'll probably say his third year he was just ready for it, right? Like, you'll see signs this year. You'll see flashes this year. But I expect if he can look at Savion and say, man, there's a guy that really stuck around – went through hard times, went through days when he didn't play. You got to imagine, man, I mean, a guy like Sabian Jones, the last time he sat the bench was when? Never? I mean, when's the last time he showed up to a football field and the coach said, hey, man, hang back? I mean, maybe when he was in ninth grade playing on the varsity, maybe. But to have that happen to you for the first time in your life, man, that's, you know, it's humbling, it's confidence rattling it's it's just a new mindset it's a new approach it's a new way of you know kind of grinding you know a lot of these guys when they're talking about grinding in high school and you know putting in the work and outworking everybody they're working from the top everybody's chasing them right when you get back down to the bottom and you got to start climbing a whole new mountain that looks i mean damn this thing is steep yeah, get to hiking, bro. You know, I mean, and now Savion has like gotten to a point where you're like, Holy cow, like I'm up here now. You know, I mean it's 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 my time. Hopefully I, I think, you know, Quincy can look at somebody like that that's stuck around, paid dues, put his time in, and now going to get all the fruits of that. And, you know, that's where I believe um, you know, that's where I believe that you know, you can you, you can start developing these positions, you know, such such critical positions of like defensive and where you can start turning them over. You know, I mean, let's just say my proclamation of Savion comes true and he's a first round pick. And then you fill him in with a third year Quincy Wiggins? who's now developed, he's been inside of a college system for going into his third year. He's been in a nutrition system. He's been in the weight room. I mean, like, Quincy right now looks like a power forward. He looks like a just NBA's dream. I mean, just you go watch him play football, and he's just lean, he's long, he's still, you know, I mean, he's all cut up and jacked, but I'm...
3: Good Lord. I'm looking at his Instagram
1: right now. four three months. He hasn't, a lot of, a he hasn't played a lot of football. They had to transform him. Yes. Like not only did you have to like transform him from physically, like mentally, like he's a basketball player. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's what he's been his whole life. He didn't start playing football until he was 16. And he just, you know, he puts on a helmet and shoulder pads and goes out there and just starts throwing people around naturally but has no idea what he's doing. What a three-point stance is. He's got no idea how to, you know, get off the ball. He's got I mean like just the the natural stuff and Madison Prep did an incredible job of catching him up so they could use him every Friday night. But it's not their fault that he just is years behind Deshaun Walmack. Walmack's been playing football since he'd been six. Right? I mean he's been beating double teams since he was twelve. They you knew what position I mean? he was. Right. I mean, like you knew who Deshaun Walmack was when he was 14 years old. I mean, everybody knew who he was. I mean, when Quincy was 14. Will Wade was trying to get after him. Really, you know, I mean, like that's that's who he was. I mean, you know, Ogeron and Sabin didn't start barking around until he was seventeen years old. They were like, "Oh my God, was a project." Though. <laughs> like, and then you get him on campus, and you're like, "All right, man. Like, look, this is say you put your pads on. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is this is this is the simple stuff. You know, I mean, by the time you start, you know, crawl, walk, running, you're <laughs> gonna be a yeah, gonna be a dog.
3: And a year went by,
1: right. Same thing that's happened to Savion Jones, you know. I mean, I that's think the test case. A lot of people looked at Savion Jones when he showed up and was like, "Good Lord, like what a piece of canvas!" Mm-hmm. You know, like let's let's go make some art with this football player because he's got every single tool, everything that you need to become successful. Quincy's the same way. I mean, if you can build this pipeline where you start bringing in high end players like Deshaun Walmack, BJ O'Jalari, who can step in as true freshmen and play, then you've got yourself a three year starter, you know, which you've done at like multiple positions now with this this recruiting class of the last two years. Emory Jones and Will Campbell and, I mean, Harold Perkins and, you know, I mean, even uh,
3: Deshaun Walmack. Deshaun Walmack. Jackson Howard. Um,
1: But. I just, I mean, their, they're, you know, their pipeline, I don't even know how I got going on this, but was I guess it was Sabian. Um, You know, it's just, Wiggins is going to flash this year, though. Oh, and yeah. Like, he's going to make plays where you're going to be like, oh, my God, how do you keep 93 off the field? And you're saying, well, you got to keep 93 off the field because you got to play 35. <laughs> well, you got to play 17, right? Like, I mean, you don't keep them out there all the time, but I mean, you know, like, you got Quincy coming in and spelling them. I mean, and then next season, Quincy is, he's on the cover of magazines. I mean, he's, he's what LSU, he's probably going to media day. I don't know if he's going to media day. after What he did to us on the podcast. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't do too much media. He just got a new tattoo. That's what he was thinking Good about. Him. Just go ball, bro. Yeah. Just you know? Play football.
4: T- I mean. You want to see my new tattoo? <laughs> Just
1: go bald, man. All right. Uh, Remember, daily, we're brought to you by Katie's Restaurant, our friends down in New Orleans, Katie's. Uh, Katie's been around since 84. You can find them, katiesinmidcity.com. katiesinmidcity.com. They're in Mid-City, New Orleans, on Iberville Street. Been around, like I said, since 84. Got all the the, the, the fan favorites, all the NOLA favorites uh, on the menu. They also have St. Louis-style pizza. They got cold beer, uh, over at Katie's that you can find. Don't forget about their sister restaurant, Francesca's. Francesca's is located down in Lakeview. Uh, it's a, it's a uh, sandwich deli that you can also learn about online at Katie's in MidCity. Uh, katie'sinmidcity.com. They can cater, uh, and they've got new Sunday hours for you as well. Uh, they have embraced football season here. they got five new televisions down at Katie's, um, and they have uh, new Sunday hours, 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. Pre-game crowd and the post-game crowd uh for you or if you just want to uh nestle up and watch the game over at katie's it'll be a great spot for you uh so check them out katie's in midcity.com katie's in midcity.com uh is where you can find them online
3: Get quincy wiggins and walter Nolan to sec media days next year oh that'd be a great what a dream dream, <laughs> dream interview dream, dream, a duo. dream tandem wow
1: <laughs> just who can provide more one-word answers walter. ready go
3: Walter, I'm getting more from the radio than I'm getting from you right now, buddy. Thank you, though. <laughs> all right. I can hear your blinker. You must be at school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Biggie. Do you like football? That's all I remember.
1: Yeah. Notorious B.I.G.
3: <laughs> Just in the background. Stewie, did you go to practice yesterday?
1: Yes, I did. What did you see? Um... Besides no Denver Harris.
4: <laughs> yeah. Oh, Denver Harris wasn't there. Oh. Uh...
3: Is Greg Brooks practicing?
4: Greg Brooks is not practicing. It's a vertigo. Yeah, he's dealing with vertigo, which is crazy. Which is which is really crazy at his age, especially as a football player.
3: I know it's got to be weird. Oh uh, yeah. Well, player. what's gonna be weird is like it can just pop up at any time, right? Yeah. And imagine being night game, Death Valley. That starts shaking with a yeah. hundred thousand strong, was, and you're going, "Oh shit, I think I'm getting a spell."
4: Yeah, I was talking to somebody about that last night. It's like what if that does happen during a game? Like, what are they going to do? I mean, I, I guess they have people, like, that's why they're cross and say Ryan at corner, putting Andre Sam at safety, putting Deuce Chestnut at safety sometimes. But uh, yesterday was kind of like a vanilla day almost. Like, they, they've they shown us a lot in these practices. So yesterday was kind of like they did, like, a quick, like a, like a hurry-up type 11-on-11 11 11 setting. Deuce Chestnut had some nice pass breakups. Ashton Stamps still flashing every time. Uh, that's really that's really it. There wasn't really too much going on. Caleb Jackson still every time I see him, like that's that's what a running back looks like. That's what an LSU running back looks like. Yeah, great ass too. Yeah, mm. all like, ass team. All ass team. Ellie yeah. Broussard. He might be the one seed now. Like wow, Jared Jones, Dylan Cruz, move over. Oh, yeah! Be wow. the, they had the big room. Like that thing is. Danging, it's heavy, coach.
3: He's a,
1: um, <laughs> he's what we talked about. You know, I mean, he's a project. Yeah, you know, I mean, when, you I, tell was out, when I was out there on Saturday, he fumbled. Um, he actually kind of like fumbled in the open field. He came Uh-oh. Off of a cut, Uh-oh. you know. I mean, he made the right cut, but then he fumbled, and you know, I mean, that's you got eight backs in a room that'll keep you off yeah. the field. Um, Just saw
3: all that green grass. Uh,
4: John John Emery had a touchdown like towards the end when they were like kicking us out of practice, but they would throw him a wheel route. All that kid wants to do is score. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> absolutely.
3: That's that play from last year, right? right. <laughs> if John Emory's in, just watch for the wheel. Like, I mean, that, if you're a defensive coordinator, like that, he's gonna run a wheel and he's gonna high step on you, and you're gonna yeah, be looking at number gonna, four. He's gonna
1: shake you out of your cleats, and, the, and he's gonna high step you <laughs> all the way into Sports Center's top ten.
4: <laughs> <laughs> ah, <laughs> like, and all you're gonna be looking at is Emory Junior. Uh-huh. Heads Junior. up,
3: <laughs> make sure and break down. When but, does LSU? When did they scrimmage? Saturday. Saturdays, huh?
4: Yeah. But yeah. you could you could tell like they want to get the running backs involved in the passing game. Like they send them out pretty much every play. And like they all of them are involved. But Trey Bradford is the one. Like Trey Bradford is the one that they like hitter. going to every time. First team reps like. So, I always see 32. He just looks so much different than what he did the first time he was here. Was what just, number was he the first time? I think he was number 8. He was number 8. Yeah. And then now he's 32. It just looks so much. It's thicker. like a witness
3: protection program. Like if you didn't, if you didn't know who Trey Bradford was, and he just stepped on campus. You'd be like, who is it? redshirt sophomore. He's been here four times. That's uh. amazing. Like, is there any other cases like that in college no, football? John Emery. So. Yeah, but, but <laughs> but he's John never left. leave and come back. I know, but I'm just saying, they're both the, one, I mean, like, two of the wildest. Emery's
4: definitely a case study for sure. Yeah, but, like, they let him leave. Like, they let him go I to mean, like, a, well, he, another university. Did he
1: start? He started at Oklahoma,
4: right? No, he started at LSU.
1: He started at LSU?
4: Started at LSU, left LSU, went to Oklahoma. See, I thought he went to Oklahoma twice. No, he went to LSU twice. He's oh. been to LSU. Well, this is his third time at LSU. Is this is such a strange thing. But somebody in the chat asked, what did Jaden Daniels look like, Andrew Pacino? Jaden Daniels looks great. Like the quarterbacks look great. The quarterbacks are not the the offense is well ahead of the defense this at this point in camp. Sure. And it's almost it's probably it's almost over, but still, like mm-hmm. I mean, I just think this offense is just good. I don't think the defense is bad, so to speak. I just think the offense is just that much better than them. I mean average 34 points a game. Without
1: setting the bar like <laughs> enormously high, how can't they be good? Yeah, I mean they average 34 I mean, points. they've a got game. weapons everywhere. I mean like I I really am trying to think of the last time LSU had this many. Now, they've had high-end game-breaking guys and multiple on the same team, right? Like I get that. I'm not trying to play prisoner of the moment. I'm just saying You rattle off the names. Like you leave Chris Hilton out sometimes. You leave Kyron Lacey out. You leave John Emery out. You leave Mason Taylor out. You know, I mean, you leave guys that we're not even talking about, like Jackson McGowan and Camorian Pipton and, um, you know, I mean, other guys that just are Mac Markway who are going to be involved as other options behind guys like Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas, Aaron Anderson. It just, it's, it's embarrassing how many
3: names they have. They're too deep at almost every position. Yeah, the two deep. Offensive line, defensive line, wide receiver, running back. You can kind of rattle off almost, I mean, obviously LSU has eight running backs, but you still feel comfortable naming four that are going to play. You go look at the wide receiver room. You can go down the list and be like, I don't. There's only one ball, and See, then you don't even talk about really the the maturation of Jaden Daniels. Yeah. Like he's going to be better than he was last year. It's just how things go. I'm, I'm just second uh, year in the system.
4: Uh, Whit Weeks had a, a nice like breakup in the middle of the field against the first team.
3: He's going to have to play.
4: Yeah, like he is. I I, I kind of feel bad for West Weeks. Yeah, me too. Because like
3: the little brother is mean, so there's, much better. The older You're brother sure it works. Yes. Golly. It's okay. Yeah. It's he should be proud of that. He helped that. Yeah. Right. He helped that. From a through. mentality standpoint.
4: Yeah, but you could. I guess tell you it. could be
3: proud
1: of that. If I was the older brother, my brother yeah. was my younger brother was a dog, and I was a scrub. I don't. I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I,
4: don't, I wouldn't say. He's I, I don't. Hypothetical.
1: Up. I don't mean it like that, West and yeah. Wit. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I know West can play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they
4: both can play, but like I just it's 2.0 Wit is right. the better one. Yeah, the two. and it's very obvious. I mean, like he
1: yeah.
3: jumps. He jumps off every time he's on the field. Yeah, Shade's been all over him.
4: The hands are great. Eyes are always in the right place. Athlete. Great running back. Athlete. and that play he
1: made in the spring game popped. (laughs) Oh, the pick six? Yes. And then he makes the move in the open field.
3: He's just a stud, coach. He'll be good. He'll get and he'll get time too. Like you'll see him out there. I'm excited for Ramar Space as well. Yeah. I think he's if he's good I love the linebackers, they just have to stay healthy. Yeah. That's that's the only place they're to stay
1: healthy. Like you got to stay more healthy there than any position on the field
4: because you don't want to be down to Christian Brathwaite. No, no, and wit- no wit- well, you'll have
1: to sense. you'll have to move you'll have to move somebody. Yeah. I think you would like put like Shabby. Major Burns, yeah,
3: Sage probably too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sage go fix it. Yeah, <laughs> Sage is the, the, it's the do it all.
4: Yeah, he's the plug and play guy. <laughs> put your Kobe
3: Stevens back in pads. Nobody would notice. He looks great out there. He does, just flying around in coach's gear.
4: <laughs> what the, hell, um, what's the helmet so bad? I mean, does he Talks so much? You know, he talks to
1: you after him. every rep. Ashton stamps
4: and Deuce Chestnut. They, they like he kind of like because yesterday Deuce was trying to fight through it, like the heat, the heat, the heat He's is still yeah. it, it's still I mean, battling. How can it not? Coach, the heat was like beat it's, him up yesterday. It's he, a sauna. He had to throw up mid play. Like the, oh, wow. they were doing the eleven on eleven, hurry up! And like it's getting to the end, like they're in the red zone. They're like, Deuce, you gotta, you gotta fight through. And he's just on the field, just Ugh, oh. Ugh, like trying to throw up. And then he finally throws up, oh, and it's the last play. And like, gosh. bro, it's the last play. Like, just gut this one out. And he's like, Ugh. Oh god! <laughs> like he loves it. He loves. Yeah, you could tell. Like he. He's gonna
3: fight for it. Like he ain't, he ain't backing down from no type of fights. So. Well, and if you think about where he's coming from, Syracuse, they played inside, yeah. like practiced inside, and then this yeah, is a he, total one eighty.
1: Thinking he's in like some type of torture. <laughs> this challenge. is hell. Like this is like, this is where hell. am <laughs> I? This is hell on earth. Nobody I mean, want to tell like, me it was hot Is as this fuck the yet? legitimate Death Valley? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I mean,
3: like the, the, the real
1: thing. <laughs> like I mean, is this? Are y'all? Am I gonna die? I mean, could you imagine walking into this heat, never experiencing it and asking like, "Hey, put this football helmet on for the next 2 hours."
4: And shoulder pads.
1: Well, we got the
3: we got the air conditioner in the helmet now.
1: Does everybody have the AC in the Well, Deuce needs one. If we only got a couple? I really don't I mean, even anybody know. Anybody above like Tennessee yeah,
3: if you on LSU's you should, roster you like have it.
4: I mean, <laughs> give it
3: give me Here's a state of the
4: art air conditioned helmet. <laughs> like this ain't helping me at all. But he's been, but he fights through the heat. Like I mean, I, like, you could tell like he wants it. Like it ain't.
3: Oh, he would have left by now.
4: Right. This is like because it's is real. Stop. Like this. Is, I'm trying to go to the league.
1: So the Sage Ryan cornerback takes not as dumb when Greg Brooks backs us up, right? <laughs> I mean, like I was getting, I was getting after char grilled in the in, in well, the, the in the shell. chat yesterday. <laughs> Off of giving a an idea that Sage Ryan would be playing cornerback, and I mean just the flood of messages calling me a moron and an idiot for thinking that uh, was was being lobbed at me, and I'm not here to play you know take scoreboard because uh, you know just not what I want to do. Um, Colin Simmons online too, but it was exactly, <laughs> uh, but it was you know like to hear Greg Brooks say. Sage Ryan's getting some run at cornerback. I'm telling you that this is real. You know, I mean, when you got stuff that's happening, like the Denver-Harris situation, which we touched on a little earlier, and it's nothing different than when we talked on, you know, Harris over the last couple of weeks. I mean, we've been trying to tell you that that they're trying to send a message to Harris, and he has not gotten the message up until what I has been told yesterday. I, I was told that yesterday the message was received and that Harris has been, you know, kind of scared inside out almost, you know, like it's, you know, it's now or never, man. You know, I mean, you're, you're potentially the starting cornerback on the top five team in the country. Do you want it or not? Because if you want it, you got to show up on time to eat. And if you don't like the time and you want to show up one minute late, well, you're not going to make it. You know, I mean, it's really adapt or die. And that's for everybody. And that's what you love about Brian Kelly's organization, is that, look, you're not making any type of special rules or special, you know, compliance for anybody, right? It's it's a team, it's a method, it's a strategy. You either buy in or you don't. It's quite simple. And, you know, for, for certain players, the rope may be a little bit longer of, of the buy-in, but ultimately, everybody's got a drop-dead date where if you don't buy in, you're out. And it doesn't matter if you're a mid-season All-American or somebody that... You know, you try to work an NIL deal to sign. It, 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 it doesn't matter. When it comes down to the football aspects of the organization, if you're not bought in to what and how it's going to be run, there's, there's no spot. There's, there's, there's nothing that, that is going to change that. And that's the message and either accept it or don't. But one thing that can help you out in making those decisions is when you have people like Sage Ryan and like Ashton Stamps and, and guys like Deuce Chestnut that you can look at and say, hey, you're up. And they give you everything you got, and you figure out, hell, they can play. And that's what the beautiful thing about competition is. is that Competition squeezes out accountability. Everybody can talk. Everybody can tell you what they're going to do. Everybody can, can, can tell you what happened and why they didn't do it. But when it comes down to it and it's time to compete, the cream will rise to the top. And from Brian Kelly's standards, if you're not bought in off the field, well, it doesn't make a lot of difference what you do on the field. You know, there's always kind of been a compromise to that. Where you know you there, there's there's principles there's strategy there's buy-in that has to take place off the field, but if you were a high-end player, hmm. you didn't have to follow all the rules, right? This is I the, was told Les Miles lost the locker room, lost the locker <laughs> room. Like he when find it? No, when this is when he lost the locker room is when they had a strict dress code to travel that under miles you traveled under coat and tie and he let Fournette get away with traveling in jeans (laughs) Lenny simple little just stretch of the rule you do it for your best player but your best player sitting in the back of the plane where everybody sees him walk down the aisle wearing jeans so when Lenny starts wearing jeans well then Jamal Adams is going to wear jeans And you're going to tell Jamal Adams he can't wear jeans? No. And as soon as you tell Jamal Adams he can't wear jeans, he's coming over the desk, getting in your face and saying, then why can Leonard? Tidy bucks. And next thing you know, you got a mutiny. You got nobody who respects anybody. You got nobody who can hold anybody accountable. You got people that love the buy-in of when it's going good, but as soon as it veers off and goes a little bit wrong, next thing you know, the floodgates are open. And that's where Brian Kelly is. And that's what we're getting a clear example of. Adapt or
3: die. It's that simple. What do you expect to hear Wednesday from BK? Truth. Truth. Honestly. I know how, how deep is this cut going to be.
1: Um. From what I have been told and what I understand, Brian Kelly loves Denver Harris.
3: I was about to say, I bet he actually likes him. If you just watch a
1: if soft spot. the way he coaches him, I think it's easy to tell that he likes him. And he knows he's, he's got a he's, shit with he's him. He's pulling for him. Yeah, Denver. And Brian Kelly knows when the whole team leaves and when it's just him in his office, he knows... They gotta have number ten to be the number five team in the country. I know you're gonna make this hard on me. If they want to be a playoff team and they want to be their best, well, it needs to have Denver Harris on it. They don't have to, and they won't compromise their their program for it. But they're really pulling for you, like they want you to get it. They want you to understand that one minute late to a team meal is one minute late, and the one term you can't take out of that is late. And if you're late, these are the repercussions. This is what happens. And until you fall in line and buy into that, you're running with the third team, you're not taking the team picture, and you're just about a strike away from being told to pack your stuff and appreciate what you've given us.
3: I don't want to do this, Denver. Right. But you're making it hard. And Timo Cruz and Coach Carter. Right. You know he loves him, but... They're going to have to get it together, not imagine there's a backroom conversation that he has with Denver, like, you're pushing my buttons, Denver. You know this. We're cool. But and I would even venture to say if somebody else was a minute late, it wouldn't be this big of a deal. But because it's Denver here, she's almost setting the precedent for him. Well, where, I mean,
1: Harris has given him enough examples along the exactly. way where he's made him. The straw that broke the camel's yeah, back. I mean, he's, he's made many of examples.
3: Do you, um, so, do you think it's a—because well, I think that the way that this is kind of blown up is almost—I don't say Brian Kelly mishandled it. I think he wanted this to play out very publicly by not putting him in the team picture. You know that's going to cause a stir. Absolutely. I wouldn't think that this isn't calculated by a coach like BK, but I also don't know if he thought it would be this big of a deal. Like, it feels like it's kind of gotten away from a little bit with everybody talking about it the way that they are. Like, this is LSU peak before the season. You know, there's not a lot to talk about. Well, How long did the entire state of Louisiana and Baton Rouge, namely, talk about the fight? We talked about it for two days because you're so close to football, but you don't actually have football. So, yeah. something like this where, wait, Denver, I don't know if Brian Kelly realizes that LSU fans are sick. To where they went through the entire team picture of the roster and go, Denver Harris isn't in it. <laughs> like, I mean, I oh, looked- they're looking at that like this closely. My phone was blowing. <laughs> I looked. Up. I looked hard. That's what I'm saying. But I was, like, they didn't do that at Notre Dame because
4: I didn't like. I really didn't know. I just knew Denver wasn't at practice. And then my guy Ron mm. texted me, <laughs> and I was like, He's probably with Denver." He, he was like, uh, <laughs> right. "He was like Denver's not in the team picture." And I was like. Let me go look, because like, I looked at the picture initially, and I was like, damn, I don't see Denver. Like, I didn't see him, like, just looking at the wide picture, and then I started zooming, started zooming through the picture, I'm like, damn, there's not no Denver real. Harris here. Is
1: it is it by numerical order? No, he's no. not, like, his favorite player. He's yeah, got you the could, studs like, around the him. The studs are at the
4: front, you know, <laughs> Perk's, like, second row, just chilling.
3: Hold on. It's uh, it's Jaden Daniels right next to him. BK. And then Malik. Like, he's got the guys up front. Malik. Josh Williams, he loves him. Jayden Daniels. Mm. Big 90 in the front. Savion Jones, front row. Hell yeah. (laughs) Mason Taylor. Everybody jumping on Savion Jones. Mason Smith, yeah. Too late. Train left the station. I mean, we've been down the tracks, man. (laughs) You're the conductor. Pulling into the NFL draft. (laughs) (laughs) You might get invited. I
1: mean, just. Green room. Getting our seats back here at the table. Waiting on his agent. Uh,
3: Interviewing agents. Going through the process. Filtering agents. They hadn't even bought in yet. Ricky Um, Collins rocking 10. That's the wrong 10. Looking for Denver Harrison 10. Not here. Ricky? Yeah, Ricky's in 10. Find
4: you Denver Harrison here. Where's Waldo?
3: Where's Langston? (laughs) Talk to a daddy. He's in the middle right now.
4: (laughs) I promise he's been recruiting. Right above 99. Look it up. who's, who's oh, 81
1: top right that's him right
4: yeah Langston Hughes coach
1: no no, no. that's uh Bryce Langston right
4: Bryce Lang- yeah I said Langston, Langston Hughes. Hughes I don't know oh, you that mess is. that name up uh,
1: yeah. that's your guy
4: it is my guy top 10 pick favorite player <laughs> guy didn't have a choice <laughs> big team guy
1: <laughs> one Never. player to watch out of the recruiting class coach oh. who was who was in that recruiting class <laughs>
4: Was, was that, of, <laughs> he's a redshirt sophomore, so it was three years ago. So it was a twenty one class of twenty one. It was fucking Mason Smith's class. Is that like
1: <laughs> Kayshawn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Eli Ricks. <laughs> uh, you see Eli Ricks pick six. Yeah, I see Seeing break on that thing. He doesn't leave. That's what he does. Sh- great. I mean, man to leave man leave coverage.
4: LSU, he's. He, I mean, he's a first round. Speaking pick.
1: Speaking of like, like he went undrafted. I want the Saints to start drafting like Philly.
4: Yeah, like. Find Take a team, the studs. Just draft the studs at the best schools. Yeah. Find a team and draft their best like players. Like, go
1: to the team that's, like, dominant and just cherry-pick their players, man. I mean, Philly's defense. I Philly's mean, have you seen Jalen for- Carter? Yeah, and he was he a problem. He is killing people. <laughs> first play of the game. The first the first snap he took as an eagle, he, like, he shucks the guard. Like, the guard didn't even touch him. He's in the backfield. For, like, they are going to be a problem. Yeah. They're going to be an issue on they defense. They might go back. They could. They probably. They would. could. I mean, their defense looks disgusting.
4: Shout out to Liam Shanahan.
3: Still doing it. Still
4: doing it. Isn't is class? I'm just looking at the class. Where's he at? 2020. Wall Street. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. Probably
3: T A.
1: Who? Uh, but Jalen Carter. That class. Jalen.
3: Uh, this was the. This is class
4: of 2021. So like, uh, Malik Neighbors, <laughs> like. Savion Jones. <laughs> See, Coach Joe went way off the Garrett board. Garrett like <laughs> Armani Goodwin. Brian Thomas. Chris Hilton. Sage Ryan. Good Lord. And the first person he talked about. Every time. Bryce Langster. Every time. I mean, like.
1: Coach, what do you think about this defensive line. I tell you what, old Bryce Langston coming along. Bryce Langster. Bryce Langster going to
3: be tough to keep all the field. I remember, I remember being like, who? Is who, you? who is whos Who? Is, who, is, who? <laughs> Is this him? This isn't him in 81. That old Langston boy can play.
1: Can't, that's not him? And who's the
3: other 81? No, there's two of them. No, oh, there's two 81s. I was going to say, he did a body transition. Langston will play.
4: Yeah, that's what we were trying to figure out, who the other 81 was. But is like, it Kai did. Prion? No, Kai Prion's 82.
1: Man. Uh, Lloyd, go look at my desk. There's an LSU
4: roster, please.
3: Yes.
1: For God's sakes.
3: But I, they don't
4: have it on the roster. Like, they don't have that 81 on the roster. Lord. They only have Bryce Langston as 81 on the roster. Because I asked somebody at practice yesterday, because I was like, who's this 81? Because he was running with the receivers. And they're like, 81 is Bryce Langston. I was like, 81 right here in white is not Bryce Langston. <laughs> there's no way. Like, there's no way, unless he lost <laughs> 150 pounds.
3: No, but he, you can see Bryce Langston on the. He's in the middle. I don't know who this mysterious. He's not on the roster. Who is this man?
4: Must be he, – he's probably like a walk-on. and they, they just haven't added him to the roster.
1: I thought walk-ons would get added until
3: school
4: starts. Isn't that right? He might be like a preferred walk-on where Maybe he showed bears. up
3: a week before. Mm-mm. This guy might be a player.
4: Oh, Landon Jackson was a coach of a favorite too. Oh, yeah. He's going to
1: be a player for Arkansas this year, huh? Mm-hmm. They took him to media day? Media day, yeah. Yeah.
4: Corey Rogers. Johnny Wilson is not a better receiver than Malik Neighbors. I um, don't – who I'm said that? This is Corey into, Rogers. Has been trolling the I, whole yeah, day. I don't know who this man is. He but, said
3: Perk is overrated. Yeah, <laughs> like,
4: but Johnny Wilson is just a six-seven receiver. Like I guess I haven't seen him do anything special. I Haven't seen speed from him. I Haven't seen anything but jump balls. So
3: that's where I'm at. I he know. had a great ball game, but that was all jump balls. And he had a great. Uh, he played well against LSU too. A little flea flicker. Jump balls. Mm-hmm. Well, the flea flicker was another receiver. Yes. I forgot that they even did that. I'm not watching that game again. I, I tried to what? LSU Florida State. Yeah, I tried to watch it
4: again. And it Ugh. just pains me. It's it pain. is. It is. Like we just we just let them do like whatever they wanted.
1: I, I mean, had them on the other I was I had it on the TV the other day and I was just like
4: good
3: it's lord. It's so clunky. Yeah, it looks so bad. It's just like Brian Kelly said it at half. He's dude, like, this might be the worst we could play. First that's,
1: play of the game. That's why I mean 20, know, like 21 I, yard screen. I know that both teams have improved mightily since they met in the dome. Um, but I saw the line come out at LSU minus three, minus two and a half right now. Minus That's what I, I
3: would snag it now. Oh, this guy already dead. Degenerate.
1: I mean, I think it it probably kicks off at like a pick'em.
3: You think so? I think it's going to go the other way. I think it would probably be LSU minus three and a half just because really? of the. I mean, it's LSU.
1: It's a home game for Florida State. Which, I mean, really
3: said the same thing last year. It was a home game for LSU, but it really was. The Florida State traveled, so I would imagine they'll have people there.
1: But, I mean, you're so. what they're saying is that they're, they're, they're calling this a neutral site. hmm Yeah. So, what they're saying is that LSU would be favored by six at home?
3: Yeah, essentially. So, yeah. I don't think – I wouldn't take that.
1: I mean, I wouldn't touch that. Uh,
3: two and a half makes me nervous. But I also think there's a world where LSU wins by three touchdowns.
1: I, I agree with that. I mean, Not, I, mean I, know same. I know what you're talking about.
3: It's you're this, talking. this is the same torture chamber I put myself of, in every because year. Because
1: of watching the other night. Yeah. Yes. Like, you think, like – they couldn't come out that flat and out of whack if, ever again. I mean, if you kept them in the dark for the last yeah. two months, I, I mean, like it, it just.
3: I mean, you got. I, they I just, couldn't
1: play that bad
3: if you told them to. Yeah,
1: I mean, like if you tried to, to, <laughs> to, to
3: like. I mean, like yeah. the
1: stuff they they were snapping the ball over the head. Yeah, they, they were, were jumping on sides. Two they had fumbled punts. Linemen downfield. Two punts. block field. I didn't, I forgot they had block.
4: multiple. It was like three.
1: I mean, like, like I, I forgot about goals. that. I mean, like the one at the end takes the, the takes
4: cake. the cake. Yeah, right. But, but I
1: mean, like they had they had field goals being blocked in the first half. Yeah,
4: like wasn't would that like won- the first? Was that the first drive? The first yeah. one. You would yeah, have mother- you would have won the game essentially.
1: Oh yeah, it was make one
4: by by making one of those kicks. He Just couldn't get it
1: over the center's ass. Mm-mm. They couldn't get the ball. They couldn't kick the ball back to the line of scrimmage.
3: <laughs> Jeez. I mean, it's almost embarrassing when I mean, you go back. Back
1: on it, it has to be like if. Uh, if I'm a special teams coach, huh. and they're like, well, how'd 2023 go for you?
3: I lost my job.
4: Like, I mean, like, <laughs> I'm actually the AD at, a yeah. small, at my alma mater. I
3: had to get my now. dad
1: to pull some strings <laughs> for me and get my uh, AD job at my alma mater. I don't even
3: know if I'm accredited to do this. <laughs> I mean, you like, know who my dad is? <laughs> yeah.
1: Brian
4: Kelly got me this job. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Take your know. hat and go.
4: I don't know. Take your little gold hat and <laughs> go, yeah. coach.
3: You're going to see a gold hat this year. Quit stealing stuff out of my locker. How did you get that? One like, of one.
4: I like the new guy that they have doing special teams, though. He's seen like, Jancic? Not Jancic. It's another. It's another. I think he might be like the analyst that they have that took over. They talk about him Jancic. all the time. Yeah, I don't. I forget his name though. But he he's like. Really energetic, and you could tell like all of the coaches are working with special teams, and all they put every player through special teams drills. I love that. I love that. It's not just the defense. I love that. It's it's not just the offense catching punts or whatever. Like one day they were doing tackling drills for special teams, and they made everybody go through tackling drills. Hit the bag. Get back to
1: the days where they're all on special teams. Like I want to see Harold Perkins covering a punt. He is. Yeah, I mean, like I want to see all of them.
4: The punt team is I, this is just front line guys and a, the gunner Harold Perkins, mm. Omar Spates, mm-hmm. Major Burns, Quincy, Quincy. I think Quincy's one of the personal protectors. That's fine. Quincy and just Ovia, I'm talking about a, a, yeah. put him out there. Right. Quincy and Ovia Gofu are one of the personal protectors, and I think Mason Lunsford, Lunsford is like the third one. Who's
1: the Who's the gunners? Uh, Chris Hilton. No. No. He the DB.
4: Sage and. Let Terrence Welch's work there. Taviano, Taviano, like they they it mix and match. Like they send them all through it, but it's major. Like usually, like a DB, like a corner or a nickel. Are
1: you talking about Bob Diaco? Yeah, yes,
4: that's who it
3: is. Big energy guy. Big that's en- Kelly's
1: dude, man.
4: Big energy guy.
1: Well, well, they go yes. back.
3: Well, we had a problem with that at one point. Yeah,
1: I know, I know, but I mean, like, if you're getting qualified guys, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, first off, if you're in coaching for thirty years.
3: It's a little bit of buddy
4: in there. I right? mean, they,
1: they, you, they're they're all in hey. a. Frater- I mean, it's a frat. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like they 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 vacation with one another. They hang with each other. I mean, they you know they they pretty much spend more time with one another than they do with their family. Definitely. So I mean, thirty years in, you got a drinking pal. You yeah. know What I mean, like I get it, um, but I mean, what has to
3: what, Polian? What, you can come over. What I has guess. to
1: qualify is you got to be able to do your job. Right. You can't be Cam Cameron and Brian Polian. You know what I mean? They can't be these guys where you're like, well, how'd they get here? <laughs> well, I mean, like, well, because I know their dad. You know, like, well, I stood in his wedding. Like, well,
3: I mean, well, who cares? Feet up on the desk.
1: Yeah, like, get him out of here.
3: This <laughs> is going to fly. I, hope, I mean, was in his daughter's wedding. <laughs> I mean, you're
1: playing with an endless budget. Like, get these guys out of here. Go pay somebody. Get them in here.
3: Go get Bob Diaco. I still wish they'd get McMahon. He's not doing, he's, he's coaching in the USFL or I think XFL.
1: He's not on Texas's staff? Who,
3: Greg McMahon? Yeah, I think he he was coaching think, in the XFL. I think he just He was got on a Texas's job.
4: staff last year.
3: Let's see. Let's see where you at, old so Greg. scoop him up.
1: I just think there's a hot stove effect of former
3: Oh, he's at Tulane now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Special teams coordinator. He just wants a job. Tulane.
4: Tulane's doing it, coach. Yeah, they are. Like, they got it. Mm-hmm.
1: They're going to get into a conference. I was going to say,
4: they should, they should be making a bid to, like, go to the Big 12. Or they're like going to get into a conference. Them. Come back I to mean, the SEC. 18, they're, more, they're more attractive than
1: a lot of people are right now.
4: I mean, I'd take Tulane over, like, Oregon State? I, but I'm saying, like, in the SEC, like, oh, I'd take yeah. Tulane over Vandy. Oh, Absolutely.
3: you can't just have a one-year. It's a one-year heater. I mean, yeah, yeah but I'm about talking that. about, like, like,
4: for the overall Dallas Vandy. Yeah. You
3: yeah. know
1: what I mean? Like, I'm all about relegation. Yeah, I really am. I, I think that you should play it like that.
3: Wait, did Vandy Could you imagine stadium? people would lose their minds?
1: They would. They would. They would. It would become Premier Soccer. It would become European Soccer, where you're like if you're, you're working on nil you're, now, mean, like you're throwing like
3: I mean, like get kicked off the SEC, <laughs> mazel tov, so, I mean, like I mean, like <laughs>
1: bottle rockets. I mean, like
3: just green street hooligans just, just fighting in the street. Yeah. So Vandy, Vandy has just been, don't come in last. Vandy has been
4: doing yeah. renovations on their football stadium, and it's they're not, not done yet. yet. They're they not going to be ready for the season. And I want to say they have a, a home game like mm-hmm. to open the season. Have you seen that? And I saw a tweet the other day. I was like, they will play their games at like a high school field. <laughs> Still can't fill it up. Can't fill it up. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter.
3: I, I went to in 2019. We went to a bachelor party, and that's the game that we went to because Nashville's awesome. Mm-hmm. But we went to the Jamar Chase game, Band-Aid. and Vanderbilt is like they needed to do construction. It's nothing. It is one of the saddest stadiums I've ever. It's on 50. campus. It's like, yes. yeah, yeah, it's, the, yeah. But it's terrible. The 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 draw is the baseball. It's, it's field. like right. Memorial it's like Stadium ten times. Oh, it's, is that, it's disgusting. is that the
1: place where LSU took over the parking garage?
3: Yes, and yeah. the all the beer, right? And the mimosas and screwdrivers. They're out of vodka at eleven a.m. So they're like, "Why are y'all drink? What are y'all doing?" There's no liquor here. <laughs> yeah. They were nervous. <laughs> the dry county it took actually. over the town.
1: Uh, we've got confirmation that number 81 is RJ Willis, a red shirt sophomore. Okay.
3: Okay. Is that RJ Willis in the chat? It's not my Willis. Uh, it's Dev. Comes from Dev.
1: Appreciate that, Dev. Centennial High School. Uh, all right, everybody, hit that like button, share button, comment button. Uh, we appreciate you being here on this Tuesday. We'll be back with you tomorrow morning, as always, at 7 a.m. Make sure and tell a friend. If you have not subscribed, hit that subscription button. We appreciate you uh, starting your day here with us. Remember, every day we're built by RMB Builders. RMB Builders.com is where you can find them online. Have a good Tuesday. We'll be back with you tomorrow morning.
3: If you hopped in the time machine, if you just got out, would you still think you'd be able to? Name the top five teams in college football. Absolutely, it seems like they're not going to change for the next ten, 10 years. years like, well, yep. Michigan yep. might be the only one like just put in out. Ohio out. State. Yeah. yeah. But if I
1: had like an alternate, I would be like Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Like, give me one more guess. Or like, <laughs> or like Clemson, maybe. Yeah, How did made... Harbaugh skate? I think you told the. Uh, uh, I think you just flipped he said, the bird. He said I'm not doing but that. but that should be the blueprint. Don't yeah, okay. talk to these clowns.
3: You're suspended for a game. No, I'm not. not. (laughs) Or what? Oh yeah. What are you gonna do? Y'all don't even have a boss.
1: Like, (laughs) no. Like the last thing the NCAA wants to do is get into a PR war. Like you want to like buck the you want to you want to get. You want to get everybody behind you, Harbaugh? Show up game one and coach. Oh. Everybody be like, there's my hero. Yes. There's my guy. Stick it to and the men. I love Harbaugh. Stick it to the men. As man. soon as the NCAA comes out and says, oh, no, he can't coach, be like, watch out, you, you swear. He's a coach and cleats. Get out of here, you nerd.
3: <laughs> cleats, Back in your locker.
1: Like, like, stuff you in the toilet, <laughs> Mark Emmert. You know what I mean? Nobody's no, listening no, to you, no. but that's what they need. Mm-hmm. They need a blue blood. They need Michigan football, Kentucky basketball, LSU baseball to say it's right here.
3: <laughs> Let me get, get, it, get it.
1: Yeah, right. Suspended four games. Yeah, right. I mean, call
4: in plays game one. <laughs> Do I, something about it. Actually, I might just get on the broadcast too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that's. I, I'm so glad that he did that. And I you know, know. what they say? Like, come talk. He was like, no, I'm not talking to you. And <laughs> I
4: bet, like, game day is going to have him on, like, Oh Before yeah, the game. I like, talking to him on it's the field. It's a totally
3: different, like college game. He doesn't care what the NCAA said. Oh. It's it's such a great move by Harbaugh. Just it's the be like, best. Because, and then nobody wants to talk about it because right. like, oh, I don't know what to say. Yeah, what are you say? Because you know he'll be like, well, I just told him no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <what? laughs> the only person they got was Herm, and right. he's like, I don't even know what my mascot Herm, is for yeah, Arizona <laughs> State. Herm, was talk double. about them Devils now. <laughs> it's like, no, that's your mascot. He's like, oh. I don't know what uh, I'm doing uh, here, dude. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> okay. Didn't that. With that. Fell out too long. We don't have no devils
4: death.
3: Let me talk about them devils now.
1: Uh, but yeah, man, I'm I'm fully supporting Harbaugh in this. Like, coach the first. I hope he coaches the first game. Well, I think it's over. Yeah, I think he's like. He just said no, so, an so. and they're like, okay. Well, like, I mean, is he, is he recognizing the suspension at all? No. Or did they ask to, like talk, and he was like, I'm not talking to you. Or he's, he's like saying, I'm not sitting for four games.
3: It, they said the incidentally, the suspension deal broke down. Mm,
4: I love uh, it. The, oh. Oh, oh, typical wow. NCAA. I love it. But they won't let kids transfer to schools to be closer to their families. I love it. Yeah. Like I'm telling you, man, this Jalen Cook
1: situation with the basketball team's is a mess. It's a mess. How did that happen? Double waiver. Thing like the NCAA, I mean, you know, I mean, it's the NCAA. I, if I'm LSU, stuff. like, I, I don't know if LSU basketball has the luxury of doing something <laughs> like this, just because of you know, what they're coming out of. But I mean, like, you know, in this type of events it's like play the kid, like play them.
3: you got to vacate my wins. But
1: you know, like the NCAA oversees the tournament. They yeah, oversee, that's they really still and have that's, that's where they still have power, um, and that's ultimately what they don't want to lose power of. But, you know, I mean, things like Harbaugh telling them to F off and I'm coaching when you tell me I'm suspended is, you know, like the stuff that gets this stuff really moving. So, so um,
3: for this, I'm sorry, for the Harbaugh, the drama strike Jim Harbaugh and the NCAA heated up over the weekend when the governing body for collegiate athletics reportedly rejected a proposed four-game suspension. So Harbaugh was cool with it. Right. Michigan brought the four-game suspension. NCAA said, no, we're still looking into it. And the reason he wanted four games is because I think the fifth game is when they they start like a conference play. And so he was trying to skate through their out of conference and not really have to coach. And then they're like no no, we're still looking into it. So this is where the NCAA can get hardball can kind of fire back if they say no, it's six games. he are be like, "No. I'll do four. If you're lucky." Actually, I'm not doing it. Actually, I might not I might do none. Get him, Jimmy. Get him, Jimmy. The hardball household and will raise quitters.
1: Alright, we'll be back with you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Appreciate you being there. Hit that like button, share button, comment button. Make sure and subscribe if you have not subscribed yet. Uh and we're built daily by RB.
4: Told you to take that over. Hey Chino. <sighs> <my head> <sighs> cool right here. Yeah. Money
1: through Friday from seven
4: to nine. Yeah, you see the notification, we about to go live. We got all your favorite guests, we got them in line. It's the Jordan Collider show, come have a good time. It's the hottest show around, we ain't gotta flex. Call up G, we get it done, we earning our respect. Tell recruits to let us in, where they going next? Throw up the L's, now we leave.